0: Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly
1: Butts. Hello, it's a new month and a new podcast this week of August 30th, 2021, although technically it's already September where we are at. Welcome back to another episode of Lumber Connection. I'm joined as usual by our regular experts, Justin Binning and Ken Timmons. Aloha, gentlemen.
0: Aloha, Molly. Aloha.
1: Well, thank you. I, I have Hawaii on the brain because if if you looked at industry news this week, we actually highlighted one of our Hawaiian members for their 100 years in business, which is pretty exciting. Oh, cool. You know, I heard they were going to have a comedian at their celebration, but he wasn't very funny. So the crowd only responded with aloha. Um. <laughs> uh, right, did, so I'll have the audio engineer edit that out. Cool. You yeah. <laughs> good, you're <laughs> all day, uh, folks. That's right. I'm that. just teasing. I will work on my comedy routine offline from here on out, but let's get back to business. So, I don't know, Justin, Ken, you guys can flip a coin. Can you give us a snapshot of what has happened in the lumber market and how that's been affecting fun manufacturers for the last little bit?
2: Sure. Uh, changes in the air. We've found some price levels that seem to be uh, gaining some attraction. The word investment levels is being, being tossed around now. Um, when you look at front page print, or you look at your offerings from your sawmills, your, your lumber brokers, or uh, distributors, you're probably happy with what you're seeing. A little a dash of uh, normalcy, if you may. Obviously, still high on some, some particular items, and, and certainly over from a historical standpoint normals that we've been used to over the past few decades but nonetheless much more digestible levels for everyone um the the tone throughout the markets everywhere really has been um getting through that high-priced inventory people are getting through it you know i continue to to harken back to the point that i'm i think we should all be thankful to a certain extent that we're all going through the same thing right with the with the historic lumber crash But thank goodness it was, you know, the time of year it was. So we could we could grind through these positions and this high priced wood and in somewhat of a timely uh, and orderly fashion, if I can say that as much disorder as there's been in this market. But anyways, we're, we're getting through it. So now as people are looking at things and saying and looking at prices and looking at their yard and saying, yeah. I'll take that load or I'll take a couple of loads. Um, So, again, the market's found some some solid footing. Um, Now, when I'm saying this, I am speaking directly uh, kind of in a broad overview. And so I apologize, but I'm I'm speaking more to a Western spruce stance um, and dimensional lumber, MSR grades one and two and better and studs as well predominantly in the four inch studs kind of leading the way right now. And the nines, I would say, are kind of the bell of the ball. If you may, nine foot studs and 104 and five eighths trim um, seem to be get, garnering the most attention currently. And and really over the last, I don't know, 10 years, and maybe it's further back than that, but I'd have to look at more charts because I wasn't around then, at least in the business. Nine foot always kind of leads the trade. When I see nine foot studs starting to garner attention and and build some momentum, other items generally follow suit. Um, And so nine foot is is definitely, again, kind of the standout right now um, in regards to dimensional lumber. Panels also looking pretty good. Found some good trading levels on yellow pine panels, as well as fir is kind of backing in off the momentum that yellow pine has. So the panel market's starting to firm up. Pricing is easing up or the mills are trying to slowly ease prices up is what I'm trying to say. Um, so are we on some runaway train on certain items? No. Um, is wood sourceable pretty much daily and you can find what you need? Yes. Is the buy right now pretty measured? Yes. Um, across those species items. I'll wrap it up, I guess, with a little quick pine update. Pine, still kind of lagging. Wanted to see what kind of the, the the storm, the output of the storm and how that would have a effect or, or significant damage to any sawmills throughout the southeast and into the south. So far, I haven't heard of any substantial damage done to any sawmills. Certainly, the amount of rain always affects production. And so I've definitely heard of sawmills cutting some shifts, a couple of days of some sawmills not running, but no damage uh, and no injuries or or anything that I've heard directly related to sawmills or folks in our business, which is obviously a tremendous blessing. I'm very thankful for that. So anyways, uh, four inch in yellow pine. Hanging in there, the MSR grades, the prime links, tougher tougher to find. You can find them though. Prices have kind of found some trading levels there. In four inch, in the two and one and better grades, They're hanging in there. They started to creep back a little bit, but they're just they're they're trading. They're trading every single day. Mills aren't really having a a problem with it backing up on it. If it does back up on them, it's only by a couple of loads. So really nothing of uh, of merit from any volume standpoint. That stuff gets cleaned up pretty quick. Enters the marketplace. Some mills are creating some order file on, uh, on two by four. So it's a good thing to see. The six inch through the 12 inch, definitely the, the softer, two by six leading the way in as far as downward pressure in yellow pine. We continue to see that. However, I do think that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I don't see this correction really lasting too much longer. I think you've got an absence of large players out of the market, treaters being one of them. Their absence has been extended three plus months through the market. And I expect to see uh, they're coming in to the market at some point soon. So anyways, I think it's a good time to be buying wood. Uh, I think there's some really good prices out there. And I guess minimal downside risk is an easy thing to say today. I like it. I don't think there's any air, again, left in the room for Ken. <laughs> I apologize. but <sighs> that we'll, crack is- a, we'll crack a window in the studio. Yeah and uh man can breathe don't you all
0: wish there wasn't enough air uh super well said by justin round of applause for that similar story out of what we are trading out of the west justin started out by saying there's some action there's some excitement there certainly is The last three four trading days the volumes are up significantly than where they were you know if we're talking about graphs the bottom of this market is definitely a elongated U-shape, by no means is it a V-shaped, hard, bouncing bottom. You know, it's almost like you had a a fishing board too deep in the river as you trolled along, kind of bouncing around for a little while, but it's just kind of, you know, hanging in there. And it does look like, you know, we are going to have a little bit of an upmarket coming our way. Am I overly passionate that that upmarket is going to be significant enough to be longer standing than three, four weeks? Honestly, no. I don't feel passionately that people need to go in and buy Months of wood right now. Do I think that it's a phenomenal time to take advantage of the prices that we have right now? Absolutely. I think, you know, there's a lot of people who agree participated in the down market because we didn't anticipate how far it would go down, reasonably so. And uh, guys are kind of kicking themselves for what they did buy, but they're digesting through that wood and they're getting to the point where purchases can be made, offers can be made to the sawmills which is where the best deals are, are being formed. But some of those offers are being said no to now. 100% of the power is not lying in the hands of the buyer. Is it still a great time to buy? Is there a lot of power in the buyer's hands? Yes. But the trend is that it is tightening up gently. So uh, big picture, if we're talking first species, Doug fur strengthening up, hem fur is being pulled along with it, high grade, one and better, select struck, MSR, that kind of material is... Starting to disappear as, as guys are getting their Q3 Q4 stuff all lined up. I'm saying Q4 kind of whimsically. I don't know if anyone buying past Thanksgiving yet. That's you know, but order files on some products are getting toward the end of September, which means you know if you're ordering wood, you're we're talking about October stuff in some cases. Uh, webstock has been a good value. Again, I said it on last week or two weeks ago's podcast. I am surprised by the spread between webstock and high grade lumber. Uh in my opinion, WebSocks should be cheaper. But, you know, just like we called for in Park City, it did not go to that levels because of the value of studs. All is good. Very thankful and blessed to be a part of this industry. I think we all can agree on that.
1: Let's talk about a couple of things because I like what I hear you guys saying, but they're they've been kind of swirling around the back of my mind as you're giving us this update. Last time we were together, we talked a little bit about curtailments. Um, so I'd like to sort of get your sense for where we're at with that. And then the other thing that I I happened upon today is that there have been maybe some additional COVID-19 outbreaks among both mill and trucking labor. And I wonder what effect that might have on pricing.
2: For the first part of your question in regards to curtailments, uh, since the last podcast, I do think we had one more announcement from a Western producer in Canada curtailing a sawmill. Outside of that, when we, we get down through the South or, or up through Eastern Canada, no, I haven't heard of any current curtailments or, or murmurs or rumors of potential shutdowns. So, certainly, I don't think it's so impined, not at this point. Um, I do think there's, you know, Western Spruce is in, in battle mode, I would say, you know, in regards to how they can. There was, again, some rumors of some large offshore business done there, not even necessarily rumors. I think it was in Random Lakes print here a couple of weeks ago. but they're selling some wood, but again, due to stumpage costs, they're cruising around a, a unprofitable area for them as far as the number is concerned. So, definitely, you know, they need to get some lift there, um, or else I think there is a potential we could continue to see some some more curtailments. How many? How much? That's tough to say. So. And I'm not in the place that I would speculate on anything past that. So in the South, though, from again, I think I touched on it from a cost basis of where we're at now. They'll continue to run. Uh, and they'll continue to make it and, and pump it out. So COVID, you know, it's a new normal that we're all living with. So just like with any business is is affected with a potential outbreak or cases so it's just something we've got to deal with. Do I think it has the potential for affecting pricing from a sawmill perspective with it? You know, in correlation with production? No, uh, I don't. It's just not not enough. I guess. I mean, if you get twenty sawmills at the same time, all came down with COVID and they closed all of the sawmills for a week, then I, I'll eat my crow. <laughs> I guess, I guess it's bad. anything's totally possible bad. nowadays. I think I've seen it all, but then I think I've seen it all. I haven't seen it all because new stuff happened So, anyways, I guess that's a possibility. And then, yes, uh, that would that would be bad. Uh, but even a week of that it'd probably be healthy for the market and probably adjust it. You know, fifty bucks at most, and then they'd be start pumping out wood again. So that's, I guess, my take, Kenny. What do you think out of the West? Or I am strongly anticipating that we have another
0: announcement or two. This week, by the time the podcast airs, probably a day before the following day, or and certainly next week, I anticipate. The only announcement we have heard is there was a closure at IFG Saint Regis, but no mill curtailments so far. But I do anticipate there's some coming our way very likely. And just like Justin's saying, right, it'll bounce the lumber just enough that you know those curtailed mills are now back on the market, right? So, and that's and really that is why I said earlier, I don't passionately feel like anyone needs to go buy months of wood, right? So even if we get some lift, I think it's short-lived. Overall, the quote-unquote lumber pipeline, the collection of mills with wood, wholesalers with wood, customers with wood in their yard, I think in general is fairly full. Now, is it 100% full, busting up the seams? No. You know, is it dwindling down? Maybe you get down to 75 60%, 50%, whatever it may be. You know, we get a little lift in price, fills back up, and then, you know, the edge is off and the price may dwindle again. So I expect more in in the world of curtailments. I am surprised it hasn't already happened, but keep your ears peeled on that one.
1: Well, good. I mean, unless I completely misinterpreted something that you guys said today, this feels positive. There's wood to be found. The prices feel good from a lot of perspectives. We're figuring
2: out what kind of the, in this trading range, where this trading... Uh, moment, which I think is it's still not normal, right? With COVID, so but I mean, as far as housing starts and permits, you know, and, and you can talk about builder confidence or this, that, and the other. The bottom line is, and I read a report the other day, and I, I shouldn't have even said that because I can't cite it. I can't do anything. All I am is talking out of my you know what. But millennials are spending more money. Like they're spending money, and they're spending them on houses, and they're spending it on. They want to buy homes and, and and the economy and overall and we see the lumber, we see prices of, of pretty much all goods whether you're eating out or getting gas or buying lumber or whatever it is that you're, you're paying higher prices and we're all feeling that um, and that, and part of that's driven when people will pay the higher prices too right it's supply and demand uh, throughout throughout so people are paying it and people are spending more money um, I guess my point what I'm trying to say is here our line of business that we're in with component manufacturers, trust yards, lumbermen, lumberwomen, this is darn near arguably as good as it's going to get from a healthy environment of of where we dwell in. Um, And I think that's going to be the case for several years. But you're talking 1.5 million housing starts. We could be doing this for a while. Now, obviously, we've got to keep some things in play to to be able to do that, of course. Um, But you take a, a pandemic out of this, we're trying to figure out what the new normal is in regards to pricing of lumber. This is, this is closer probably to where it is. Spruce is going to bring a higher premium than it has from the lows of, of, of yesteryears. You know, are we going to $200, a 1000 now now? Again, on spruce, I don't foresee that ever happening again. And maybe I'll look back and I'm completely wrong. Maybe I, but anyways, so this level that we're kind of trading in feels more normal. We're not adding more spruce production. It's not happening, at least not out of the west. The east, you're going to slowly, and, and from a percentage point, very, very minimal production. But needless to say, you're going to add production out of eastern Canada, which is good. The south is the growth. The south is where the production is going to continue to grow. The species of yellow pine uh, is going to be continued to lean on to support the the lack of wood coming out of western Canada. So I know we've talked about this. For, for a long time. So, uh, or many podcasts. So my, my point is we're all trying to figure it out still, right? I mean, where's the new normal. If that's a thing, right? <laughs> yeah. When you look at print right now, kind of expect this to be normal. When you look at it's kind of a salty vibe and yellow pine right now, and the mills aren't moving much. Well, I just looked at midweek print and it was off five bucks in the central zone on two by four. You get my point. It's not a lot, right? 10, 15 bucks are trading stuff's Stuff's trading at $300, $350, $385, right in that range. Same with 2 by 8 $350, $318, cheaper in the the central and east side. Uh, My my point is like the the swings right now are going to be, we can all handle it, right? We're not jumping up $100 a day like a few months ago. Um, And that's not going to happen again unless we all get sent back home. But I guess anything's still possible. And that's what I'll sign off with. My last thing to say, volatility is still out there. So who the heck knows, right? Good go, right? You know, no, no. Something some good happen. Big box business picking up. It's my last thing I'll say. That's a good sign. R and R has not gone anywhere, so don't get depressed there. Um, you know that that segment's going to stay up. You're going to have another wave of folks coming in, I, I believe, and uh, you know, big box business is going to is going to surge uh, through the fall and winter months. That's my belief, and that will help stabilize uh, the underbelly of our market. That tied in with strong permits through the third quarter and then subsequently into the fourth quarter, um, I look for housing to continue to stay strong.
1: Well, you know, and we're, I know we're getting a little long here, but you're actually brought something up that I, I ran into this week that I did think about asking you guys. And now I, I really want to, especially given this discussion. You know, I was also looking at some print this week and it, there was, a, you know, a list of like new mills coming online and a bunch of folks that are expanding, like 10 new mills and another nine or 10 expansions. Can we talk a little bit about the potential for that to change the marketplace? That's all Southern, you know, it's all Southern Yellow Pine.
2: Exactly. Well, I mean, again, that's, that's where the fiber is, right? So if we need we need wood and we got stuff to make up and we want to keep prices in a level that we all like we got to have a better balance between supply and demand and where's the wood going to come from again it's going to come from the south so yes there's going to be more mills that's going to continue to happen for you know over the next few years for sure and you've got uh, that investment from western canada that's that's been at play because again they don't have it right so they're like where can we get it and they're like oh there it is and it's cheap woohoo we'll take it and do I think that? Yeah, absolutely. And again, we're, we're going to find that balance just supply and demand. But any time you're adding significant pr- production, which those are, those are, those are going to be 100 million board feet uh, to 500 million, potentially 750 million uh, board feet outfits that are going to be added to the south and where the majority of uh, building it takes place.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a little hard to predict that far out, right? We're talking about late in 2022 and even into 2023 or late 2023. So it's hard to know from here, but I just, it was, it made me curious. And
2: yeah, it's right. Well, the one thing I always say is like, let's just keep showing up to work and you'll, you'll find out what it's going to be, you know, <laughs> or we'll, we'll all figure it out together just show up, keep showing up every
1: day. Well, that's not bad advice, you know? Well, Ken, do you have any last words before we wrap up this afternoon?
0: I'm trying my best to think of a quick food analogy, but I, I, think I, I, I know, got a right? flag this week. I don't you must have one. it must mean he had a he had a big lunch then. Cherry thing. on top, gravy on potatoes. I'm thinking, but I got nothing. <laughs>
1: is there a fish? That, we already talked about fishing. I feel like that's food. Fish is food. Uh,
0: yeah, like a it's the active food. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll have I will have two references by next week, I promise. <laughs> All right. yeah.
1: Well, all of us are counting on you guys. I, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. This was a great podcast today. I think that wraps up our episode for this week. Justin, Ken, thank you so much. Always enjoy having you on the show and uh, look forward to the next time we're together.
2: Molly, you're the bomb. Thank you for all you do. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yep. We appreciate you.
1: We'll see you in a couple of weeks.
0: This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.